Mainly Marvel, a series brought to you by Mainly Movies. Each week, Aaron, DJ, and a few special guests will go through every single movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in order to officially rank them all. My name is DJ. And I'm Aaron. And welcome back to another episode of Mainly Marvel. Uh, This time we're taking on Marvel's The Avengers, which is the complete title, right? They included the Marvels for some reason. So looking at the Wikipedia page, you can call it Marvel's The Avengers. You can also call it The Avengers. Yeah, let's just call it The Avengers. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is there's two other movies that have been made titled The Avengers that have nothing to do with superheroes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. I, I understand that a little bit more now. <laughs> Fun fact already, in the United Kingdom, it's called Marvel Avengers Assemble. That's not good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not like there's a language difference there. I don't know. Was the other, the Avengers, really big in the UK or something? I don't know. I don't know. This isn't what we're talking yeah, about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why we got... Yeah, we're off topic already. We're talking about the Avengers, so we are not going to go through our plot synopsis for this one like we normally do, because we agree that you should watch this movie. Yeah, this is we're assigning a little bit of homework, if you will. If you are really trying to be prepared for, I guess, Avengers 4, we don't really know the name yet. We're recording December 1st, so it could be released any day now. I don't know. But anyways, if you're really trying to prepare for Avengers 4... You should go back and watch the first Avengers. It's a really enjoyable time. I, I think it's well worth the, what, like two and a half hours or whatever. Yeah, so this is your warning. Stop the podcast now. Go watch Avengers. I don't know where you can find it, but it's out there. Are you putting up a spoiler wall for the Avengers? <laughs> well, it's just I feel like we're going to talk about it having just watched it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I did just finish maybe like 20 or 30 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, man. And it's a great movie, yeah. as we said. It's it's definitely great. It it holds up still. I know we've got a lot of team-up type superhero movies now, but The Avengers is the gold standard, I think. Yeah, it definitely does not feel outdated yet. Mm-mm. So we're going to get into our other normal topics we usually do, starting off with what do we remember about this movie before rewatching it? What did we forget? Uh, what are your kind of first memories of seeing this movie? Well, I've got kind of a fun story about when I first saw this in theaters, because I clearly remember seeing this in theaters, midnight premiere, because this was back when they didn't do like seven o'clock Thursday premiere. So it was a midnight premiere. Me and my buddies were stupid excited for it in our little theater. Movie starts up and they had the wrong movie uh, queued up for whatever reason. They had Titanic queued up. <laughs> so what? after waiting in like the hallways of the theater for, you know, a decent amount of time, because this was how midnight premieres and stuff went. The whole theater just erupts in anger when like the Titanic logo pops up because no one had seen the movie yet. So we were all just like, oh, starting with water. That's interesting. Like what's going on here? Then the Titanic pops up and everyone starts booing. It was amazing. Like, it was just a whole group of people uprising in a theater, and they fixed it pretty quickly, but I that's 
that's a memory that I'm always going to cherish just because, I mean, we don't do midnight premieres anymore. So uh, that that was kind of just a, a fun thing I, I remember for it. Do you remember seeing Do you it? think that was a troll? Because, oh. like, how do you get the Titanic going? I don't know. I never considered that. I honestly thought it was just our theater <laughs> making a gigantic mistake. Just messed up? I don't even know why they even had the Titanic, like, queued up. Like, I don't know if they were doing a re-release or, like, it doesn't make any sense. But that's what they had pulled up. Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I also have a pretty memorable experience seeing this movie. Me and my best friend decided to skip our senior prom. Nice. And instead went to see the Avengers, which you can interpret as either very sad or very cool. I'm going to choose the latter. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> it was a great time. Very memorable. The movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a really big event. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, like, some of the other movies we've done so far, I forgot entirely. <laughs> I think I remembered this entire movie. Yeah, I do too. Especially because I think both of us went back and rewatched this before Infinity War came out. So it was still pretty fresh in my mind. So I can't really come from a perspective of, like, things I forgot necessarily. Yeah, and I've rewatched it a bunch of times before then, too. Like, it's yeah. always on TV, or someone's just like, let's watch The Avengers. So, yeah, I remember quite a few things about this movie. And that's part of the reason we're not going back over it at the start of this. So, definitely out of the ones so far, the most memorable in our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, if you had to pick one, is your favorite scene of this movie, the Marvel scene? As we've been calling it. Okay, so I think I have two different answers here. And I know you just asked for one, so I feel like this goes against the spirit of things. But I Okay, well I've got I've got one that I think has to be mine. Okay, go ahead. So I wanna see if it's one of yours. And it's kind of one scene followed by just like a shot, but it's the uh Hulk I'm always angry mm-hmm. punch. Or he just transforms mid punch and takes down the giant I don't know what they're called lizard thing flying through the city that's not a technical comic book term but that was awesome it's still awesome and then right after that so like tony stark blows up the thing as it's like falling over and then all of the avengers are just standing in a circle and it's like the classic like circle like panning shot of all of the avengers just posing and so that whole thing that's that's like the Marvel scene for me. I feel like that is the undisputed Marvel scene in this movie. <laughs> like that is okay. that is the okay. rotating sort of get all, into frame all the characters type of scene that we've come to expect. I I think that's the gold standard. But mm-hmm. I think my favorite yeah. scene, and I feel like it's kind of subtle, but it's just so well done. And I think it's one of the things that works best for this movie. It's when uh they're fighting the Chitauri or whatever. And there's a shot of, like, Iron Man swooping down. He bounces his laser off Captain America's shield. Iron Man flies back up, and then you see this. And it's a one shot this whole time, just following all the action, and then just seeing Thor and Hulk fighting on top of one of the big lizard things like you were talking about. And just seeing everyone's powers work together so well, ah, it's magic. It's it's just great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, plenty of scenes, but I think, I think your scene in particular has to be the Marvel scene. Yeah, and I feel like that's almost what I was thinking of when we kind of created the Marvel scene section, Mm -hmm. was something like that. Any of the scenes where they're playing the Avengers theme song in the background? (laughs) Yeah. And the music's just swelling, and you're just like, heroes! I love the theme song. (laughs) It doesn't get old. Yeah. 
It's great. This is like the first movie that has like a memorable theme song. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Lots of great scenes, though. Uh, I don't know if there's any other ones you want to touch on. Um, no, because then I feel like we'll just be going beat through beat. Through <laughs> we'll just go through the entire <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, so we usually have like a minor character section. I don't really know what that's going to do. Uh, I guess we could talk about like Phil Coulson and Kobe Smulders, um, but everyone else is a pretty major character. Yeah, that's very true. I kind of just love Kobe Smulders because this came out in 2012 and this was, I was probably the biggest How I Met Your Mother fan. And to see Robin Trubotsky in a Marvel movie was the highlight of oh, my cinema career. It was amazing. <laughs> so it yeah. was just nice seeing her on screen again. They don't give her a ton to do, and, but I just like Yeah, Robin. and she's not in a ton of other movies either, like still. Um, yeah, she's good. Phil Coulson is Phil Coulson. I don't know. He's he's kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah, I I like Phil okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just like kind of his own thing. He doesn't really fit in. And we also got to shout out Sam Jackson, Nick Fury. God, I He's love really Samuel good in this Jackson. movie. <laughs> There's one line where, uh, like, the computer's on the helicarrier down, and the pilot's, like, trying to go east. <laughs> and he's like, is the sun rising? And the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, put it on the left. <laughs> and it was just great. That one, in, uh, when he's, like, talking to the council... And he's just like, well, I know the council has come to a decision, but because that was a stupid decision or whatever, he was like, I'm choosing to ignore it. Yeah. God, I just love Samuel L. Jackson. He's great. Do we get the council more in other movies? I forget. Uh, maybe like in uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier? Yeah. yeah. I didn't care for the council at all. I, I just, yeah, I understand why it had to happen, but yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, I'd say if there's something I forgot, it was kind of that they were like, this looming presence in the bat you kind of had the council and then thanos mm-hmm. as like these two opposing like forces and yeah the council just kind of confused me because i was like i don't know if they're that big of a deal yeah they might come into play more in winter soldier we'll have to wait to see to jog our memory yeah because i just feel like it kind of turns into just the government yeah which like i don't know i'll have my gripes about the interplay of government and superheroes <laughs> later it's just not fun it's I understand we're well, trying to ground things. I don't care. It's not fun. Yeah, that's a discussion for Winter Soldier and Civil yeah, War. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are basically our minor characters. And then you get into Hawkeye, who's really good in this movie. Yeah, I really liked Hawkeye in this movie. This is probably his best movie, honestly. Okay, that makes me happy because I feel like a lot of people kind of are in love with Hawkeye. And I was like, I don't understand why. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like he really shines here, but in other movies, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, they try to make him more of a thing in Ultron, and that movie is too big of a discussion to talk yeah. about now. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, he definitely gets more, like, backstory in other movies, but as far as just, like, being cool and, like, doing superhero-type things, mm-hmm. like, this is definitely the one. He's got a lot of cool little bow and arrow tricks. They call him Legolas. There's lots of funny stuff. Yeah, and I think they, I think it succeeds because a lot of the stuff he's doing is framed as just like being like a spy taking on people. When you equate mm-hmm. him to the superheroes like 
Hulk and stuff, it's harder to get him to shine. So I yeah, think they had a good balance Black here. Widow are like yeah. their own thing. Yeah, but even like during the final battle, I was still like enjoying watching Hawkeye do his thing more so than yeah. uh, Black Widow. But they even still gave her things to do. It they made it work. All the pieces fit together. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing in this movie is. It, like even before this movie, I remember everyone was like, "That's too many people in one movie. Like, how are they all gonna fit?" And then coming out of the movie, everyone was like, "Wow, they all got time to shine in the movie. It was mm. great how they did it." And now it's like that was like four superheroes. Now you got forty. Yeah, yeah. Black Widow, she got at least one of her like signature little neck snap things. Yeah, you got to do it. Definitely a change slightly from Iron Man 2, where it was very much just like the lingering shots of Black yeah. Widow. They got off of that and went more of like the spy route, which made me Thank really goodness. happy having yeah. having watched that more recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was definitely, I'm I'm glad they used her a little differently. Yeah, me too. Okay, so now we've got our main main four. I guess we can start with hulk which is big change from the incredible hulk mm-hmm. movie uh really the biggest casting change as we've talked about before mark ruffalo is much better than edward norton yeah i'm sorry edward norton but mark ruffalo is perfect in this role <laughs> like he, he just really is i love the whole intro scene of like this sort of tension thing where he's like trying to test uh Romanoff and see like what he can get away with i i just love the hulk in this movie i really do more, more specifically i love bruce banner in this movie yeah and i was paying extra attention to kind of how they like how much they tried to tie in this hulk to the past hulk mm-hmm. and it's like i guess you could you could make the connections if you wanted that he's been like hiding out in whatever country but it's not like they don't reference that movie a whole lot yeah, and that was for the best. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's great. Uh, I think the design of Hulk is much better. Mm-hmm. He looks, you know, like Mark Ruffalo, so I think there's actual some face mapping or whatever done there. Yeah, yeah, and it makes, like, his expressions much more believable and, like, emotive. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one was just this angry beast, and... This Hulk has, like, a little bit of personality. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Captain America. I know he's not your favorite guy. He's not my favorite guy, but I liked him a lot in this. And I think yeah. it's because I love the way that the characters interact with each other. And I think that he's essential to be there for the characters to feel as fun. I liked, I like Captain America here. I, I, and I feel like I... Yeah, yeah. I had issues with his solo movie, but I really liked him here. Just, I feel like his interplay with everyone just works better here. Yeah, once Captain America kind of gets with Iron Man and then Thor shows up a minute later, that kind of stood out to me as the point in the movie where it goes to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, before that, it felt kind of like the other movies we had so far. And then once you've got multiple superheroes, like, interacting... And they've got all these one-liners, and they're playing off of each other. That's where the movie kind of turns special. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see one of my little fun fact things I was looking up. The movie was originally over three hours long. Oh, boy. And they cut over 30 minutes of material, and quite a bit of it was uh, setting up Captain America and, like, 
how he's been out of place in New York City and like isn't quite fitting in stuff like that and they moved some of that and used the uh footage for Winter Soldier oh but it's just i i could see the movie not working as well if you had a bunch of just like Captain America he's from the 40s and he doesn't fit in New York anymore the movie would literally grind to a halt yeah yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah i don't know how you would do that and it would not have worked for this movie. Mm-hmm. Thor is really great in this movie. I feel like Thor takes a step up every movie he's been in. Yep. And well, it's Ultron. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ultron, and I guess we haven't gotten to Dark World. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> so, I, well, I immediately agreed, but I scratched I, that statement. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's completely false. He took a step up in this movie. There we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they, they definitely committed to like, he's going to be funny. He's going to make jokes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's also like, does more cool things. I feel like we were struggling to find like cool Thor scenes in the Thor solo movie. Mm -hmm. And he's definitely got several in this movie. Yeah. Thor's great in here. We get, you know, a fight with Hulk, which is fun to think about considering Thor Ragnarok and all that because... Yeah, I Thor's great here. Everybody's great here, but um, yeah, he really did step it up, and they give him more things to do. I guess the budget was just a lot bigger, or they knew how to shoot him better. I don't know. Yeah, I love, like you were saying, he battled Hulk. I loved that they basically paired all of the heroes off at some point and had them fight each other somehow, mm-hmm. or just like punch each other to like test each other's strength, because I think one of our bigger complaints as the series keeps going is it's really hard to gauge how powerful people are. Yep. They kind of have these fluctuating levels of power. And they, like, actually go out of their way here to show, like, oh, everybody's got kind of their checks and balances of, like, he's good at this, but he's weak here, and these two would fight like this. Like, it's so cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember seeing this for the first time in theater when uh, Thor swings his hammer at Captain America's shield, I, I just remember the atmosphere in the theater just exploding because it's a little silly. You know, they're on the same side, but God, that's the stuff you want to see. It's a little yeah. bit fan servicey, but I don't care. I like it. <laughs> it definitely is. And like the plot doesn't make much sense because he like is angry and almost destroys Captain America with his hammer. Mm-hmm. But then when he hits the shield and he kind of falls back, they all kind of stand up and look at each other mm-hmm. and like, okay, we're all on the same team now. For some reason. Yeah, it doesn't make any practical sense, but it is so fun, I don't care. Like, I I just don't. (laughs) Yeah. And then we gotta get to Iron Man, who's really the central character. Like, if there was a main character out of the Avengers, it's Iron Man. Yep. 100% agree. It's gotta be Iron Man. And, like I was saying, the movie's kind of, like, going at a regular superhero movie pace and then when iron man shows up with the other superheroes it like everyone just starts talking faster because he's throwing out all this stuff <laughs> yep. and he's like putting everyone down and they've got to come back against his insults and yeah it's great yeah yeah i i, I love uh the scene I forget exactly where it is, but it's when uh, Thor gets onto the bridge and it's before Iron Man like walks out and everyone's like kind of getting along, kind of like trying to understand what's happening and just throwing in 
just Tony Stark's like mannerisms and everything, everyone, it just immediately changes everyone's dynamic and it's great. Yeah. And it seems like even from just like a movie making actor standpoint, I feel like Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. kind of elevated these other guys a little bit Mm because at the time he was definitely the most and probably still is the most famous of any of the actors. They were kind of all making their mark with this role. Right. And I saw, like, other things were, like, you know, where he's just walking around the lab and eating snacks. Mm-hmm. He would just hide snacks all over the set and just pull them out and start eating them randomly. Oh, that's amazing. And a lot of, like, the memorable lines he has in this movie were ad-libbed. Like the, I, uh, I, from a writing perspective, that has to be super furious, <laughs> like, infuriating. Well, but I, this was coming from Joss Whedon, and he was like, oh, it was great. Like, I feel like Joss Whedon was the perfect director. Like, all of the pieces just came together perfectly for this. Okay, okay. I guess I'm just thinking, like, uh, I remember, like, seeing interviews with uh, Michael Schur, who's, like, the producer and creator of a bunch of TV series, um, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Good Place, and uh, Parks and Rec. And he was talking about how um, Chris Pratt would improvise a lot of lines, and he'd be really frustrated because he'd be, like, in the writer's room trying to help them come up with funny dialogue, and Chris Pratt would just, like, rattle something off, and they'd be like, dang it, that's better than anything we came up with all week. <laughs> so I, I uh, didn't know if it was that type of thing. But, yeah, that's just really cool on him that he's able to do that, like, able to put a little bit of himself in the character. Yeah. Should we shift to the villain? I suppose so. Once again, you've kind of got, like, the main villain and the actual villain i think like we have to consider where... loki like the main villain because yeah Thanos, like we understand so he's pulling one. the strings but like he he's just not there's not enough of him to quantify or talk about here you know yeah definitely more so in this one they set it up as just one but you still got this looming presence behind him mm-hmm. um and i think that works much better i think loki as the villain in this movie is the best villain we've had so far in the series Yep, yeah, I agree. So, I still, like, one of the harder things for me to follow in this movie, even having watched it a bunch of times, is, like, what exactly they're trying to accomplish, and trying to put that in perspective with Infinity War, and what we now know, like, Thanos' ultimate plan was. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, so Thanos has unleashed Loki on Earth, to both get the Tesseract and kill everyone? I think Loki was just like, I'll go get the Tesseract for you. Like, you don't have to lift a hand, but I do want to wreck the world because I want to be, like, inscribed in glory or whatever. I want to lead this... I want to lead us into victory. I want to be, like, the king on top of this. So I I think that was kind of the deal. I think I understand Loki's uh motivation a little more but what is what is thanos do is he just after the tesseract yes and doesn't really care about the planet and then later on he kind of shifts and is like i'll wipe out half of your planet so that you can survive spoiler see i don't think we should equate this with infinity wars plans i they could not have thought that far in advance, and I don't think the movie is going to... I understand that. It's okay. just that's where that's where I was trying to think it through, and like, how does this fit in? Yeah, I don't think we're going to... It's not going to go well if we try to think it through like that, I don't Yeah, think. It's not, and it's not quite like a plot hole. It's just like, there's not enough material there. And they didn't give it to us because they didn't have all of that written down, obviously. But that's like, just the new perspective I have watching this movie. 
Yeah, that that's fair. That's fair. I just, yeah, if we start looking that far in advance, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if there will come a point where you can kind of see that they have a more clear picture. Um, I don't know. And I think that's, I think that issues like that are just going to crop up in, just because there are so many movies, so. Mm-hmm. But it it didn't really bother me. I wasn't, yeah. But I, I see what you're saying, trying to look for those those nuggets. Yeah. Um. But Loki himself is a really good villain. And I think part of it's because, I mean, he joins the Avengers kind of later. He switches sides a bunch. Mm-hmm. And he kind of plays like he's one of the Avengers. Just kind of has that uh, chemistry with the different characters. Mm, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh especially with thor uh but yeah he's he's really great in this especially when he's trapped on the helicarrier in the little chamber mm-hmm. and he's still like kind of influencing people and he kind of gets them all arguing with each other they really show off like what he's capable of much better in this movie than they did in original thor oh yeah oh yeah because i feel like his greatest power is being able to like sow this discord into people and because there wasn't really a group of people besides thor's useless buddies i don't think that power is able to be shown as well so like i just love tom hiddleston's like mannerisms here like when loki is just in the container and he hears the hulk start to rage out and he just smiles like that is the deviousness that i love about this character and it just works so much better here yeah so i'll i'll go ahead and award him best villain so far in uh the mcu i don't know if you have anyone no it's definitely gotta be loki the bar is not high (laughs) looking through the list it's like no yeah the bar is not high yeah so that's that's all the characters i think we need to talk about i don't think we need to do an impact on the mcu section like this is the avengers (laughs) (laughs) in this movie we create the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about like how they all came together and what you thought about it. Yeah, and I mean, I guess I kind of already hit on that with like the Thanos plot of like how it affects where the story is now. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting that they already kind of sow this like there's this disagreement and kind of friction amongst the heroes, and mm-hmm. like yeah. they come together and like fight the battle together and then split up. And there's still, like, some unresolved tension there. Mm-hmm. And they keep bringing that back. And I think, like, at the time, seeing this for the first time, you're just like, oh, they overcame their differences and now they're, like, a team and they'll, like, never betray each other. But they they do use that again. In, Maybe too uh, many times. Yeah. But we'll get Yeah, there. you might be right there. But, yeah, I just think it's interesting to see that they plant those seeds there. Yeah, I do too. I think it's... I think this really, you know, Tony Stark almost di- almost dying, I think that really defines his character throughout the series, actually, because, and we'll get to it, but I mean, in Iron Man 3, he's basically suffering from PTSD. In Ultron, he's, you know, terrified of another threat coming, and that's why he builds Ultron. And then in Infinity War, he has this small throwaway line that I think is delivered perfectly. Um, when Doctor Strange and Banner are first telling him about Thanos, uh, Tony Stark just mentions, yep. This is it. And it's something that he's been thinking about and planning for ever since this moment. If anything, I think this whole just series like affected him the most. It really is kind of Tony Stark's journey and it just makes me like him more as a character. Yeah. And it's interesting that like 
So we get the just mass destruction of a city that's mm-hmm. pretty common in superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And they don't acknowledge it as much in this movie. Just how, like, because it's just a crazy amount of, like, buildings getting exploded and giant alien beasts just colliding into things. Mm-hmm. But, like, they play on that a lot later of, like, man, we just destroyed New York. (laughs) Yeah. Again, perhaps maybe too much. (laughs) Yeah. But we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't know about that at the time, which makes this, like, self-contained movie so much better is we don't really have to deal with the fallout of it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, they show, like, some senators complaining about it or whatever, but... It's not the focus. It's not like everyone is whining or whatever. I think they do a better job yeah. of balancing that. So, yeah, just all around great. Uh, did you have any more fun facts? Uh, I already dropped a couple. Yeah, you did. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I saw while looking through it. Oh, it was just kind of interesting. They they launched the uh, bomb towards New York, which I don't know why that was the plan. That was just terrible. Yeah. Like, oh, these aliens are coming. Time to blow up the entire city of New York. But they launch it and say like two minutes, 30 seconds until impact. Mm-hmm. And then the actual time of the movie between that moment and when the bomb explodes is two minutes and 30 seconds. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Which is just kind of cool. It's that like, never happens. Yeah. Never. I feel like... <laughs> They actually got a nerd to direct this movie in Joss mm. Whedon, and it was just the perfect like combination because he actually cared about that stuff. That's amazing. I had no idea that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Joss Whedon was also he just kind of suggested like, oh, what if Loki's not the like biggest bad? There's actually this other villain behind him, Thanos. And the Marvel execs were like, okay. And <laughs> that just kind of turned into, like, the entire movie series. Wow. Uh, yeah, Joss Whedon has impacted the Marvel Universe more than probably any other individual. Maybe Robert Downey Jr., but yeah. Cool. you have anything? Any fun facts? No, I just like this movie. People should go watch it. <laughs> That is a fun fact. It's a good movie. Um, Yeah, so we want to get into our rankings. I don't think we're going to spend a whole lot of time debating where this movie should be ranked. But we want to. Okay, Aaron, I I I I almost had a change of heart because, like, I this movie's great. It is. I do feel it lags a little bit sometimes in the middle, and part of me was like, I think Iron Man may have been more consistent. But then the joy that you just get at the end of the movie and the beginning of the movie, just establishing all those characters, I feel like it negates it. So It's first. It's yeah, first it's first. <laughs> Iron Man's really good. And those two out of this first phase are clearly like in a league of their own. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man is first. It wait, has Iron, to be. Wait, Not Iron, Iron Man. Man. I, I, that was... <laughs> that was terrible. Avengers is first, Iron Man okay. is second. You scared me. I was like, I thought we were on the same page. <laughs> because I will say, I think Iron Man might actually be more consistently great. Like, it might legitimately be. But there are just so many high points in this movie that it, it makes it less of a debate in my mind. See, I don't even know if I can even agree with you there because the really? final battle in Iron Man isn't very good. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I feel like, I, I don't know... 
I don't know if it's exactly in the middle, but I, I kind of know where you're saying it kind of, this movie kind of lags, mm-hmm. but it does feel like from there, it just keeps going up. Like the trajectory is just up and up and up, and then it ends much higher than Iron Man ever got. Okay. I, I see what you're saying there. I guess my only like reservations were when it was dragging in the middle of it. I was like, huh, maybe I'm going to feel differently about this by the end. And then I didn't by the end. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I guess I would say Iron Man was probably more consistently great until the end. And then even that's not horrible or anything. We're not disparaging Iron Man. But there's just such a euphoria about the Avengers that is hard to compete with. Yeah. And just like the constant like interactions of all the heroes. Like you just don't get that in Iron Man because it's just him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to say that one Iron Man 2 do we need to rehash any of the others? So I'm going to go over our rankings of phase one real quick. So right now we have Marvel's The Avengers at number one, Iron Man at number two, Thor at number three, Iron Man 2 at number four, Captain America The First Avenger at number five, and way in last, Incredible Hulk at number six. I'm fine with that. I feel like I might... Mm, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thor, Iron Man 2, and Captain America, I feel like I've said it before, I just don't care enough about any of them to really feel strongly that they need to be ranked in a certain order. Yeah, I feel like part of me could make an argument about maybe moving one of those, but like like you said, like this, this is not a grouping. Thor, Iron Man 2, and Captain America, the first Avenger, they are not a grouping of movies that we need to expend energy arguing about. <laughs> None of these yeah. are towards the top of the list when it comes down to it, or that's what I'm assuming. So I am fine with the list as it stands. I think this makes logical sense. Yeah, and I'm, I almost wonder if like, we group those three together, and it's like we just kind of compare those against... Uh, like Iron Man 3, is it above those three? Ah, that's not a great idea. Yeah, no, I I don't, I think they'll all be similarly grouped. I don't know if they'll stay right next to each other, though. Yeah, I just don't know how I could say, like, a movie fits in between any two of those, because I don't feel strongly that one should be above the other, you know? I do know, and that's what's gonna make this so dang hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Once we get to a certain point, I'm pretty sure most of the movies are going to be well above there. They're going to be in the space between Thor and Iron Man, the original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are definitely the highlights of yeah. this phase, at least. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what else should we discuss here as far as the rankings go? Phase one thoughts? Um, I guess what did you think of this phase in general? Because we've got... Six movies, and I think we can both agree that two are great, but I don't really know where you're standing on the other four. So, yeah, it's weird because the phase as a whole seems like it's maybe the weakest just because it was early on and they were still kind of trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it has two of the best Marvel movies in Iron Man and the Avengers. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like phase two has some good ones, but then I know we're both not super high on age of ultron compared to original avengers yeah that's an understatement but (laughs) yeah we'll get there um this is the only phase where we don't have an ant-man movie oh yeah well yeah he wasn't (laughs) around 
I did see something that said he was originally in the plan for the Avengers, and they cut him out. Oh. Well, I mean, this this is the core Avengers that we needed. That's fine. I mean, I like Iron. I I like Ant Man, but this this wasn't his time. Yeah, yeah. I think the decision to have like four main Avengers was good. Mm-hmm. Any more, and it would just be too many. Yeah, at least in the beginning, before people learn to kind of you know juggle those around. Yeah. So before we go, I did want to say I think this is the first podcast we've recorded since Stan Lee passed away. Oh yeah. Yeah. I so think you're right. I thought we'd. We'd give a shout out. Um, he obviously created or helped create basically all of these characters in some fashion. And beyond that was really just the motivating force to make this into a film franchise and just kind of promoting superheroes in general and how much they've grown in the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. It really can't be understated how impactful Stanley's life was for. Not just comics and everything, but just entertainment in general. He His contributions are going to last a very, very long time. So just thank you to Stan Lee for everything you've done. I mean, I, as a nerdy young dude, I loved superheroes. And pretty much so many of those were affected by things from his mind and uh, some of his partners and stuff. So uh, it's sad to see him go, but his legacy lives on. Yeah, and I'm already gearing up for just a super emotional Stan Lee cameo in Avengers 4. I'm pretty yeah, sure they too. filmed it, and mm-hmm. that's going to be his last movie, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be an incredible movie to kind of go out on. Yeah, yeah, couldn't have picked a better one. Well, uh, I think that will wrap it up for us on the Avengers. Definitely, if for some reason you ignored our advice and listened to this podcast without watching the movie... Go watch The Avengers. You won't regret it, even if you think you remember it all. Just watch it. It's a great movie. Yeah, it'll make you It'll make you happy. It'll make you smile. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which might not be said for some of the movies coming out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next time we will be talking about Iron Man 3. And we will be bringing back a guest to review that with us. So uh, see you next time. Yeah, that should be dropping January 11th. We can do that now because I'm going to try and make myself stick to a schedule. So Dang, you're actually timestamping it. Yeah, I am timestamping it. So wow, that's, that's bold. a little more pressure on myself. But we can do this. <laughs> that is bold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, see you guys next week.